welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewers Show. I hope you're having a wonderful and blessed Merry Christmas Eve. <laughs> We're having a fantastic time down here in Florida, and we are open today. So if you guys need anything, be sure to give us a call. Depending on how busy we are, we may close a little early, but we can still get your packages out, and we can get everything to the post office by 2 p.m. today. That's, they said, the cutoff to get packages dropped off. So we will be doing that. And again, thank you for the continued support of Health Masters. Thank you for all your emails, and I'm glad everybody enjoys the better quality in the new system that I'm using. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback on that, so thank you. And something that I saw this morning, and this is interesting, you know, when all else fails, when the entire narrative of COVID has completely fallen on its face, when the vast majority of people in polls have said they're not going to take a toxic RNA vaccine with aborted fetal tissue in it, what do you do next if you're a globalist? Well, you cue the mutated virus card now. <laughs> I saw this article, and they're discussing the new mutant strain of COVID-19 in South Africa called 501.V2. It's the new super COVID that they're saying is causing all these problems in South Africa. Now, I'm telling you this right now because I want to clarify something. This alleged virus has been floating around now since they have told us, what, December of last year in China? It's been in the United States and all over the world pretty much for an entire year. And uh, magically, it hasn't mutated one time, hasn't done anything, hasn't changed, has been the perfect textbook virus that they could build a perfect RNA vaccine around. And now suddenly, suddenly, when the vaccine comes out and suddenly people start getting shot up with this RNA COVID, whatever's in this, we're not really even sure. We know Pfizer, again, you know, has to be kept at negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit, dry ice ship, next day air, kept in specialized custom freezers that can handle that level of temperature. And so then people get shot up with it. And now we have this mysterious super COVID now that's floating around. This is what you do whenever you lose the narrative. You have to find a new boogeyman now to start talking about perfectly in time for the end of the year. If you guys recall, remember years ago when there was so much turmoil in the Middle East and we had all the invasions over there and we were constantly fighting. You remember how they constantly released videos of ISIS, you know, terrorist guys driving around and brand new Toyota pickup trucks in convoys three, four, five hundred trucks deep, running around with fifty caliber M two HBs, you know, belt fed M two forties, you know, all the latest and greatest United States military hardware and weaponry and brand new Toyota trucks. Now, Dad and I were the only people back then, way back then, even before we had the show. I said when I first saw the photo, I said, Where did they get all these brand new Toyota trucks from? They didn't have one truck. They didn't have two trucks. They had thousands of trucks that they were running around and terrorizing everybody. Well, obviously, once we found out later on, Hillary and all the other individuals that were involved in funding ISIS, why? To keep the fear narrative going. We had to have a boogeyman. ISIS was the boogeyman back then. Now we have COVID is the new boogeyman. The problem is majority of people are starting to call it bluff, and majority of people that are smart have realized, 
high doses, basically, or microdosing of vitamin C all day, keeping your blood levels of vitamin C high and keeping your blood levels of vitamin D3 high, really maintain a strong immune system. And the vast majority of people that I have talked to and worked with and shown, you know, the research on it and have followed those directions stay very, very healthy pretty much all the time. This is what we have to remember right now. Everything is designed to keep you in a state of fear for the mainstream media to control you and better brainwash you. A populace that's very awake, a populace that's very alert, a populace that's very healthy, a populace that does not consent to unlawful invasion of our privacy and rights is very difficult to control, quite frankly. A populace that's so terrified to walk outside of their home, they put a muzzle on their face, and they don't even invite family over for Christmas, and they don't even allow people to come over to their house on a general basis because they're terrified of an invisible virus that we have already shown has pretty much zero chance of spreading with asymptomatic carriers. Those kind of people are very easy, very, very easy to control. So again, my word this morning is, do not live in a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind, as it says in the Bible. Keep your head up high, breathe fresh air, take the mask off, keep your business open, and continue to speak the truth to your friends and family. And by all means, have Christmas tomorrow. Invite as many people as you want. I know we got a ton of people coming over. It's Christmas. Enjoy your family. Put aside the differences if you have any issues. Hang out with everyone. Enjoy each other's company and realize how important friends and family are to you right now. So again, thank you for the support of everything at Health Masters. Dad, what do you think about this new fear porn operation that they're trying to do in South Africa with this new super COVID bug? <laughs> Unreal. Well, you, you know, the whole thing about all of this, Austin, is there really could be a super COVID bug as far as from viral shedding. You know, I warned everybody about this last week and this week in that people could actually have this virus, this live virus put into them. We think it's live. It's supposed to be live. It's a flu virus. I mean, whatever it is. And it mutates the side of the body, and the body becomes the incubator for it. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I took a course. It was called Biochemical Genetics at Florida State University. This is like over 40 years ago. And I was a kid. I was in college, and I was it was a senior-level class, and I was taking this course. and ended up spending 40 hours a week in the laboratory on this one class, on this one course. In fact, the girlfriend that I had at that time had enough of it and broke up with me. <laughs> Just this little sidebar, because I was in this laboratory literally seven, eight hours, six hours a day, seven days a week. And what we did is we worked with a bread mold called Nebraska and what it, we did is we would put it under UV light. We would cause it to mutate. We'd put it in a petri dish. We'd put it in an incubator. Well, this all was very, very time-intensive and labor-intensive to do this. In fact, it was probably the most difficult course I ever took at FSU as far as time-wise. And the irony of the whole thing is at the end of the semester, you didn't have a written exam. You had an oral final in front of the doggone staff. They quizzed you orally in front of a whole group of people to see how much you stood about, understood about neurospirocrasia, this bread mold. Well, the irony is this. You could develop all types of different types of nebrosporocrasa by letting it mutate. The same thing happens inside the body. The body becomes the Petri dish. When you take a virus that's a live virus and you inject it in the body and it gets inside of the gut, and it gets inside of the bloodstream, it starts getting inside of the body, especially when it gets in the gut, it will start doing all kinds of mutations 
and it'll start doing what's called viral shedding, and it comes out in a different form via your feces when you take a dump. The vernacular there would be crude, I guess, but that's what I could say, when you defecate, right? And so what ends up happening is this feces is extremely contagious. Remember I told you at the beginning of the year, the primary way that COVID was being spread was not through airborne particles, it was through feces, you know, the Chinese government came out and warned everybody about this. I warned everybody about this in February and January of this year. So this viral load that comes out of the body that's mutated from the viral shedding can be something different than the COVID that went into the body. And it can be much more virulent. It can be much more dangerous. It can be much more deadly. And so now we say, oh, we have a mutant strain coming out of England, a mutant strain coming out of South Africa, another mutant strain coming out of Nigeria. Oh, oh, the woes of COVID. Well, this is what they wanted to have happen. This is what they wanted. It's called, remember, I, I read you that whole thing that I wrote to you the other day about viral shedding, about all of these adjuvants and all of these additives and all of this stuff with COVID. It wasn't the primary concern that I had. It was the viral shedding. We saw it with polio in India, with over half a million people coming down with polio from viral shedding. We see it with measles. When people who are infected with the measles vaccine shed the measles, and even people who have been vaccinated against the measles come down with measles again because they were around these people who were so contagious. The people who are getting the COVID vaccine need to be isolated for a few weeks in order to allow the viral shedding to take place so they're not contagions and super carriers. So... Is there a possibility that we have a new virant virus coming out? Yes. And quite frankly, this whole this whole COVID vaccine won't work against these other variants. In fact, it probably doesn't even work about against the original variant, to be honest with you. It's just more of a, let's see how many people we can ship and how many people we can cause to have viral shedding so we have a massive kill-off of the population. So, yes, there is a possibility there is a mutant strain. Or is it more lies? I don't know. This morning, Trump tweeted out a really, you're going to have to stay with me for a second because I've got to say something here, a really good propaganda piece. In fact, it was pretty much almost as good, but not as good, the triumph of the villa that Germany put out before World War II. It's called The Plot to Steal America. And we have a guy come on here, and he's got a great voice, and he's discussing 95% truth. I mean, the video is really good. In fact, it's good enough that I've posted it, but I'm giving you guys this disclaimer right now. What it does, it takes and points everything back to China, which is the narrative that the mainstream media are trying to push now. In addition to that, it talks about how the media is involved in all of this, but it never once mentions the Rothschild banking cartel. It never once mentions the Sabatan Frankist Kabbalists that control the central banks in all but a few countries of the world. It never once talks about what Otto Kahn said as far as how the central bankers control both sides of the narrative. And what they're doing is they're pushing this narrative away from the Kabbalists and the bloodline families that control the central banks, of which Rothschild is one of those. You say, well, the Rothschilds don't own central banks. Well, the bloodline families do in their corporate boards and their elected officials and how they basically regulate the Bank of International Settlements out of Switzerland and the IMF 
And all of these are controlled through the same families. So, you know, Rothschilds are involved in them, but I've told you over the last 100, 150 years, many of the names have been changed, basically in some cases, to pull away from the Rothschild banking cartel so you don't see them as the head of the snake. So this is the video that we have now that's been tweeted out by Donald Trump. It's just more and more and more and more mainstream narrative that's being pushed by the corporations who own the media. Don't allow yourself to get caught up into groupthink, into propaganda. That's what this is. Just like Triumph of the Villa was propaganda coming out of Germany. Now, Triumph of the Will, uh, if you watch it on YouTube, if you even find it anymore, because it's pretty much been censored, is probably the greatest propaganda piece I've ever seen as far as symbolism. Now, you have to be careful with symbolism. Now, tell, let me tell you why. I have a good friend who basically sent me a link the other day. It was, it was, it was about, I'm not going to even tell you the name of it because I don't want to promote it. It was about, you know, what was going on with the pet goat. And it was almost all satanic symbolism throughout this whole seven-minute video. I watched about 30, 40 seconds of it. I saw what they were doing. Because what they do, they imprint these satanic symbols on the video. And it's blatantly obvious what they're doing. You can see it. And, they're, and, the, and the person who put the video together, they're doing it in a way to show you what they're trying to do as far as from a symbology standpoint. The problem is whether you want the symbols to go into your brain or not, into your right brain, they go in there and they're imprinted. And these symbols have a specific energy field that is associated with them. And you're putting that mess into your brain. This is why I don't read satanic literature. This is why I don't get into satanic symbols on the show. I try to avoid all of that stuff because whether you want it to affect you or not, it does. And that's what they understand. That's why these corporate logos, in most cases, if you look at them very closely and you analyze the origins of the corporate logo, it's all steeped in Satanism or in Kabbalah. You know, that's one of the things that the, um, how should I say, the Satan group that worships this snake in a tree, they say, well, we don't worship Satan. Well, no, they don't call him that. We call him that because we see him as that entity that is also equivalent with Baal and Moloch and Asherah and Quetzalcoatl, all these different entities that basically have carried out the agenda of the satanic group through the Kabbalah for thousands and thousands of years, predating the Bible, going all the way back to the ancient Canaanite religions. And if we understand that, we learn to avoid that symbology. Really, really important. But if you watch this, in fact, one of the, I'll be careful how I say this, one of the groups that put out news that it's always China, China, China is Epic Times. Epic Times has had more views on YouTube than any other news story that I can find. In fact, every time I turn on a YouTube news story, Epic Times advertisement comes up. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is that? I can't get news sites to carry Health Masters and the Ted Nelson Brower show on YouTube every time you turn on a video? Why is it Epic Times pops up if they're going against the mainstream narrative? Well, all they do is push the Chinese narrative, the Chinese narrative, the Chinese narrative. Now, do they put out a lot of truth? Yeah, they do. But again, it's all about the China, 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 China narrative. Guys, I'm not saying that China's not involved in our politics in the United States. I'm not saying that China hasn't hacked us. I'm not saying that China hasn't done a whole bunch of really crazy stuff, but you've got to ask yourself a question. Is it China 
or is it the international banking cartels who control the media, all the media, and YouTube, and Google? And when they start pushing these websites that push that narrative, you got to ask yourself a question of, why are they pushing this particular website? Why are they pushing this particular news agency? So I've posted this. It's very, very well done, and it covers a lot of stuff that's very factual. It's actually very well done, just like Triumph of the Villa was very, very well done. If you ever get a chance to see some really good propaganda, watch that one. But the point is this. What are they doing to you, and what are they doing to the groupthink of the United States? They're doing everything they possibly can. And there are a lot of other alt-media websites that are doing this. Everything's the China narrative, the China narrative, the China narrative, the China narrative. We don't do that on this show. Or it's the Russian narrative, the Russian narrative, the Russian narrative. China and Russia and the United States all have a Rothschild-controlled central bank. All of them. So they're being controlled by the same head of the snake. Always remember that. It's very, very important that we look at what's going on and don't allow them to cloud our thinking. What do you think, Austin? That's really well said. That's very accurate. And that's why I've told most people just turn off the mainstream media. <clears throat> exactly what you just said with the symbolism. I mean, pretty much everybody's phones. I mean, look at the phone. You got a doggone apple, you know, on the back of your phone with a bite mark out of it as the forbidden fruit. Apple. Okay. That's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's nothing weird about that whatsoever. But this continues to go on. Also, to another news, this is interesting. The research study has come out now on rationalground.com and what they did was they took COVID data and they examined cases covering a 229 day period from May 1st to December 15th and compared the days in which state governments had imposed mandatory mask mandates and days when they hadn't and what's interesting about this now is they found in the study that the times that masks were mandated, the COVID cases went up. They actually found on average where mandated masks were in full effect, they're averaging 27 cases per 100,000 people per day in those states. In states where there were no statewide order and there was no mask mandate, they averaged 17 cases per 100,000 people per day. Now, obviously, there can be various different factors that can change with this. But on the other hand, too, this again just shows you there is no significant evidence at all that masks stop the spread of virus. Zero. And so when you hear people come in and they go, you have to wear a mask, you, it's science. Do you not believe science? No, I, I don't believe your idiotic thinking. That's my response. This has nothing to do with science because there is no science backing your argument. In fact, all the science has pointed to backing my argument, including the research study that came out of Denmark, where they did a full randomized controlled study <laughs> to see what happened. And they took two groups, a mass group and unmasked group, and they found there was no significant correlation between reducing COVID cases from the group that wore masks compared to not wearing masks. And so this article that I found here in this research study, this again is more science now, if people want to pull that card, that these things don't work. So again, why are people wearing masks? Because it's called blind obedience. They're told to do it. They're told you have to do science. You have to protect other people. They don't question the narrative. They don't ask why. 
They don't say why, 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 why we need to wear masks. Your your argument is has no basis to it. Every time I back up the argument, I have research that can very much prove that there is no single bit of evidence that proves this. So again, if America wants to get strong, if America wants to be great again, to use that. If America wants to be independent and self-sufficient and wants to be and maintain a constitutional republic, the first thing everybody has to do is take off their submissive muzzles off their face and act like grown American adults and stop acting like scared little babies that are whimpering in the corner that basically need their mommy and need their diaper change and need a bottle. Because that's how the vast majority of Americans that wear masks right now, especially to go do asinine things like, oh, I'm walking into the grocery store. I better put my mask on. Oh, I forgot. My face diaper's on my chin. And it's like, it's not even working, dude. You're not even wearing it. Well, I know, but if I if I don't wear it, people look at me funny. Sometimes they say stuff to me. Wow. What are you, you going to do when they show up and tell you you have to get a vaccine or else you can't go anywhere? Well, I guess you're just going to do that too, huh? Well, it's interesting enough now. Over in the U.K. and also, too, in France, they are starting to put together what is called freedom passports, already rolling out. And now the health dictatorship in France has gone full-blown totalitarian. They have now put a drafted law together that is in Parliament being voted on currently, and it will bar anybody from using public transportation any access to certain activities if you do not get a vaccine. I kid you not. It says access to public transportation or to some locations as well as certain activities if you do not receive a preventative treatment for COVID-19, including a vaccine. Do you know how vague that is? You do not have access to transport, public transport, or to some locations as well as certain activities. What they are doing with this bill, they're not making vaccines mandatory, but they're going to prevent anybody that doesn't get the vaccine to pretty much have zero social life. Zero ability to do much of anything, including probably work at some point. Because if you have to take public transportation, which, by the way, if you've ever been to Europe, public transportation like buses and trains are very popular over there. And they're some of the most economic, cost-effective ways to travel because fuel, you know, is like $10 a gallon when you do the conversion rate on it. It's unbelievably expensive over there. That's just They're just used to that. So what are they going to do next? How far are they going to take this in France? The same thing, like I said, in, the Brits are doing now. They have now contracted two firms to develop COVID freedom passports that will be used to segregate society between those who have been tested and vaccinated against COVID and those who have not. So you can see where this is starting to go now. And we've warned about this all year long, but it's actually coming now into fruition right in front of us. And so it's very, very imperative that everybody here in the United States, we do not submit to this. This entire basis is based on consent. It, you're consenting to shut down your business. You're consenting to put a mask on. You're consenting to get a vaccine. They cannot force you to put a mask on, flat out. They cannot force you to get a vaccine. Short of strapping you down on a gurney and forcibly injecting you, they can't do it, which I personally don't believe they're ever going to do that. They will have to because the vast majority of Americans are so submissive. All they have to do is start taking a few perks away, and vast majority of people are going to go right into it. I mean, look how easily people submit to masks. People go, Austin, 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 shut up about the mask. I don't want to hear it anymore. Just put your mask on and stop complaining. 
Absolutely not. That type of ideology would have lost us the Revolutionary War. If everybody back then said, you know what, we're just going to keep dealing with the taxes. I, we don't need any problems. We don't need any issues. They're going to tax the T unbelievably hard. It's, it, it is what it is. Just, just put up with it. Deal with it. It just—it's easier just to do it. Just put the mask on and pay the taxes, and hence we find ourselves in this position now. Also, too, in other news, ATF Federal Database or the Federal Registry for Open Comments section, which now has I think like forty-nine thousand public comments, including one from me and a lot of my friends have got on there and written things. The ATF has now issued a formal withdrawal of their brace ruling. As of last night. Now, a lot of people have come on and said, oh, we've won, blah, blah, blah. We've not won anything yet. The ATF is coming back now to rethink their strategy on how they handle this. Now, they have heard from 50,000 comments just about that the American populace is not going to submit to this. The aspect of making braces a mandatory NFA item that you are forced to register makes zero sense. I talked to a sheriff about this last night, and he said, we're kind of in a quandary here in the sheriff's department. He goes, because pretty much at least all the sheriffs have at least one rifle with a brace on it. And he goes, they've all said they're not registering crap. And I said, well, neither am I. I'm not going to register a firearm just because it has a, a brace on it. And I said, here's the stupid part. This, this is the really, really stupid part. If you can get past the idiotic aspect of the ATF and everything they're about and the morons that run it, this just makes it even dumber. If somebody is going to commit a crime with a rifle, they couldn't give a rat's butt if there's a brace or a stock on the back. Nobody goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't go rob this bank right now, bro. You can't shoot somebody in the face with that AR. He goes, why? He goes, because you have a stock on it. And you don't have a tax stamp. There's, You can't do that. Put a brace on the AR. Then it's a legal AR. And then when we go in to rob the bank, you can shoot them in the face. And the gun's not illegal. I mean, come on, bro. Think about this before you do stuff. Oh, okay, let me let me put a brace on real quick so I can go shoot the clerk in the face and I can rob the bank. That definitely will help my case if we get caught. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? That is exactly what ATF is saying, is that criminals don't use these because, oh, they have a brace. This is illegal. No. Law-abiding citizens use braces because they don't want to put a stock on because they don't want to deal with Class 3 tax stamps and violate the law. People, wake up. There's 17 to 1,800 ATF field agents in the entire country. There's over 330 million United States citizens with at least at least 80 to 100 million gun owners. They can't burn us all alive like they did in Waco. They can't shoot all of us like they did in Ruby Ridge. Stand up for your rights. Just because a branch that is there to enforce laws starts coming in and rewriting and dictating their own law like they're a legislative branch doesn't make it law. It makes it unlawful and unconstitutional. And when somebody comes in and says, that weapon is now deemed illegal because I said it's illegal, that has zero legal constitutional basis. And we have to make sure we stand up and fight this the best we can, just like the individual did in Texas with the bump fire felony charge. And finally, they came in the ruling and the prosecuting attorney said, we're not going to prosecute this. There's no legitimate ability to prosecute this context of a felony bump fire stock because it does not make a rifle a machine gun. ATF has lied. 
they have misconstrued evidence, and they've completely done a runaround on the United States Constitution and the Second Amendment. We're not going to prosecute this case. Think about that for a second. What do you think about this, Dad? And also, what do you think about these COVID passports? You think they're coming to the United States as well? Okay, well, you just covered a lot of material there. Number one with the ATF, you know, it's a very, very rogue agency is what it is. It's been around for a long, long time, and it obviously, and it's been shown that it really doesn't answer much to the Constitution for what they did with the bump fire stocks, which now has been shown it can't be prosecuted. You know, when you start having braces on weapons to make them so they're not, quote-unquote, short-barreled rifles or whatever, and these guys are getting all bent out of shape about it, again, they're confusing the forest for the trees. It's exactly what you said, Austin. If their true agenda was to prevent crime in the United States, this wouldn't be an issue. If their true agenda was to prevent crime in the United States, they wouldn't be sending machine guns to Mexico. I mean, give me a break. I mean, this stuff comes back into the United States. And, of course, that was under Barack Obama with the Fast and the Furious. I mean, the biggest thing they have is that there are a lot of ATF agents that are really, really good people. They really are. And there's a lot of really good FBI people that are really good people. And there's actually good CIA people. I mean, there really are. I mean, they really care about the United States, and they care about the Constitution. The problem is when the higher-ups in these organizations – how should I say it? Get compromised, either with Jeffrey Epstein or with some other problem or with not turning their cameras off on their telephone and being recorded for doing things they should not be doing or whatever. These guys have a tendency then to do what they're told to do as far as the group of people, the communists, which are the Rothschilds again, who basically funded the entire Soviet revolution, Russia revolution, which killed Tsar Nicholas and his family as a blood libel for what had happened in 1812, when the Tsar paid off the bills for so many of the people in Europe and countries in Europe, prevented central banks from being established in Europe, and they swore a blood libel to kill the entire family, and they did, you know, 100 years later. When these groups of people basically don't want their populations armed, there's a reason for it. And they're going to start passing more and more draconian measures to make people who own a firearm that's a legal firearm suddenly an illegal firearm, like with a bump stock. You know, I've never used a bump stock. Shoot, I've never even seen a bump stock in person. I've watched videos of them. They're extremely inaccurate. And that all started because of that fake, false flag, weirdo mess that happened in Vegas, in which when they went in and breached the room, that supposedly the guy had been shooting out of the window, all of the fixed glass was intact and no windows were broken out. Imagine that. So nobody fired out of the window. But then all of a sudden you see a helicopter run an automatic fire above the hotel, and we're supposed to believe that it all came from the hotel from some guy running a bump stock. And then when they run into the hotel, the guy's face is blown off and they can't even identify the body. I mean, this whole thing's crazy. And all of that, of course, happened under Donald Trump. And so we have to understand that the same group that did the Russian Revolution is doing this right now with ATF at the highest levels and with the FBI and with, of course, CIA. And they're all working together to subvert the republic and the constitution of the United States to a point where owning weapons is going to be illegal. And I will tell you this. you know, we, I think we have 600 million guns in the United States. And if they pass laws that these 600 million guns are illegal and that you can go to prison for 10 years, the majority of the population, well over 50%, will turn in their weapons. 
I'm going to you know, let you know what's going to happen. You say, that'll never happen in the United States. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Because they'll take certain people and they'll make examples out of them. They'll do exactly what they did in Germany. My relatives were there. They've told me this personally. In their neighborhood, a group of families get together and they start talking. One of the families says, I don't like Adolf Hitler. I don't like the Gestapo. I don't like the SS. I don't like fascism. I don't like what's happened to Germany. I don't like the fact that we're basically starting wars and invading countries. This is going to end badly like it did in World War One, and Germany will probably end up being bombed into rubble because the entire world will turn against us again like they did 20 years ago in World War One. Next day, next night, 3 a.m. in the morning, no-knock search warrant, no-knock anything. Front doors battered in. The wife, the husband, the children, screaming, gagged, handcuffed, tied down, zip-tied, whatever they used back then, ropes, hauled off, house left open. People in the neighborhood knew that they could then go in and take whatever they wanted out of the house because within three days, the house would be demolished, the house would be gone, the bulldozer would come in, clear the lot, haul it off the dump trucks, resod it as if they never existed. My neighbors from my family were taken away in the middle of the night. And let me tell you something. You want to know how Germany followed lockstep into tyranny and into fascism with Hitler? Uh, that's how it was done. So will they do that in the United States? You betcha. They'll pick a Martha Stewart or a Wesley Snipes or some high-profile person who's got weapons, and they'll raid their home. Look what they did to Roger Stone. Don't think they'll do it. Look what they did to Roger Stone. In the yep. middle of the night, no-knock search warrant, dragged a 67-year-old guy or whatever his age was back then out into the cold with his wife, and I'll give Trump credit. He's on a big pardoning spree, and he's pardoned Roger Stone, which is what he should have done last summer, but he did it now. He gave them a commuted sentence. Now he's pardoned Roger Stone. And all of this stuff happens because the people in America have capitulated, and they've been lied to so much by the media, which is Rothschild-controlled, central bank-controlled, that they are scared. So, yes... We will have a group of people that will maintain their weapons. Look what happened in Australia. Almost everybody turned in the guns. Look what happened with Canada. Almost everybody turned in the guns. And now my redneck patriot friends go, we ain't Canada and we ain't Australia and we ain't turning in our guns. You know what? I believe you. I believe you're not going to. But the majority of the people will capitulate. They will. Because they're going to be shown that their neighbors are going to have their houses torn down and they're going to be hauled off in the middle of the night because they had a weapon. It'll be some kind of lie. This man had a giant cache of weapons. He had an AK-47. He had an AR-15. He had a 45 pistol and a 44 revolver. And he had 400 rounds of ammunition. This man was a terrorist. Look at him. Look at him. Look at his family, what he's done. And this is where it's going to go. And you say, well, that doesn't sound like he had very many weapons at all. He had, you know, four guns and 400 rounds of ammunition. That's pretty inadequately prepared. And it is. It's terribly prepared, okay? But the reality is 
they're going to make examples of the people they want to make examples of. And they've got to start with this. We've got to make it illegal to have a bub stock, which is kind of a useless weapon. Any of us can't hit anything with it. And we have to base it on the false flag of Vegas, which is ridiculous because we never got told the truth of that. And all of these things are going on by the media that are controlled by the central banks, that are controlled by the communists, that are controlled by the Kabbalists, that are controlled by Lucifer. That's, you know, of course, we always break it down like that, but nobody else ever does. By the way, we support Karl Marx, not Biden, says armed Michigan protesters. We support Karl Marx. Well, you know, I got to hate to tell you this, guys. I know, I know this is something that you probably don't understand. Uh, he's dead. You know, he, he was a Kabbalist. He was uh, basically a, a complete and total nightmare. But he's dead. Karl Marx is dead, dead, dead. He's dead. He ain't coming back. He's not going to get resurrected. We support Karl Marx, not Biden, says our Michigan protesters, is telling you that they are not Democrats, quote-unquote. They are hardcore communists. Another one. Socialist calls into the Hannity radio show and says the quiet part out loud. We don't want to reunite with you. We want to destroy every last one of you. I'm going to repeat that quote. We don't want to unite with you. We want to destroy every last one of you. And, of course, they're calling that a socialist on this particular website. But it's not a socialist. It's a communist. Remember, this was the goal. You know, 50,000 priests were killed in Russia. 100 million people, some estimates, were killed in Russia. They took churches and burned them with the people inside of them. These Kabbalists these Luciferians who want a communist revolution in the United States you know it's kind of like that movie Tombstone right? Doc Holliday Ringo, they're playing for blood they, but this is a game they got started, they ain't got a chance to finish yet and uh, one of them might have been fooling, but one of them wasn't and so they're going to get some blood out of this deal and they're going to kill some people and this is the extent of their resolve to bring us into their new world order their one world communist, socialistic dictatorship through a central bank with a common currency that's digitized that they control with a one world religion. That's why George Bush Sr., the CIA boy who was involved in the Kennedy assassination, pictures of him there in Dallas, said we were going to have a new world order and when we succeed and we will be successful, you know, here we go. Through the United Nations, Rothschild controlled. Thousand points of light, Kabbalah tree. All of these things tie it together with what they want. And it's like Austin says so many times. If you listen closely to what they tell you they're going to do, they tell you what they're going to do. And that's what the ATF is doing at the highest levels of their leadership because they're, they're basically corrupted. Same thing with the CIA. The highest levels of the CIA is satanic. You know, the highest levels of the FBI completely corrupted ever since J. Edgar Hoover. And we see all of this. But look at Bill Barr, $80 million net worth. I mean, unbelievable. And he won't even do an investigation on something that he knows is fraudulent. He goes back to the Lockerbie bombing from 32 years ago, which was a horrible tragedy. He starts filing fresh charges but won't file charges on Hunter Biden. Now nah, this whole thing's corrupt. What do you think, Oz? Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's – and this is the thing people have to realize. If we reach a point in time – if and when, when they start going and trying to make examples of individuals. I mean, remember, if you guys don't remember, that's why they ended up having to do the, the false flag Oklahoma City bombing. 
because the whole thing after Ruby Ridge, whole thing after Waco, everybody started getting real distrusting of the U.S. government. They said, we're, we're about right. to go to war. We're, we're, we're about to go to war. This is, this is about to be Revolutionary War 2.0. There was a huge, enormous militia movement back in the 90s. And I was young back then. I still remember hearing stuff about it. And that's why they had to do basically the Oklahoma City. Because then they had to come in and say, oh, man. Oh, let me tell you about this tempting guy. Let me tell you about these militia. This is what the militia's going to do. They're trying to bomb. They're domestic terrorists. And that was the first time, pretty much, domestic terrorism, homegrown domestic terrorism, was used as an excuse. And Dad, Dad nailed it with the bonfire stocks in Vegas. I told you guys, I went out there a couple weeks after that incident for SEMA 2017. I talked to everybody out there. And everybody goes, dude, we, don't, we can't figure out what really happened. There's literally so many different stories. They said one thing we do know is that nobody was shooting out of that top floor. There was nobody up there shooting. Now, there's stuff up there, individuals' head blown off. There was guns thrown everywhere like a wild man. That's, that's the first thing I said when I saw the alleged evidence videos. And it was funny, too. Did you notice how, how quick they were to have the alleged shooter's information? I mean, within hours of the shooting, oh, we know what happened. He's doing this. He had a room up there. He had all these weapons. He had a bump fire stock and all these magazines. He blew the windows out and he started shooting. And I went even first heard. It, I said, "Golly!" I said, "They sure had the narrative prepared very quickly." I said, "What's ironic is I've been to Vegas. I've stayed in hotels in Vegas. There's no balconies in Vegas. None, zero. Unless you buy some crazy custom random penthouse at maybe some hotel somewhere. But I've, I've never seen a balcony in Vegas. Why?" They don't want people committing suicide. They don't want people getting drunk and falling off balconies. It's liability. You can't go on balconies. There are none in Vegas. Everything's glass. Well, it's not just glass. It's high-impact missile-rated glass. And I don't mean missile as in a rocket. I mean missiles, what they classify it as. Hurricane windows. I used to work for a company called ICF Builders when I was younger and I got out of college. We had a contract. We were installing hurricane windows and doors in these high-rise condos up in Amelia Island. And we had to go in and we had to test some of them. And you could go in and they were rated to take a 2x4 at 120 miles an hour and not have overpenetration on the other side. Now, it jack up the glass and it looked horrible, but it would not actually penetrate all the way through the glass and injure any of the occupants on the inside. That's hurricane windows. That's what they have in Vegas in all the hotels. There were no breaching charges in that room. There was no broken glass in that room when SWAT raided it. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you have reports of individuals in the hotel saying they hear an explosion later on. They hear glass falling. Shooting's over with. It's long gone. It's done. So when did they breach the windows? What was it? it was post-shooting. I'm very confident on that, especially the individuals I've talked to out there. You don't just take a hammer or go in and bang out a window in Las Vegas. You have to do a full-blown breaching charge on it. So this guy did two breaches on two separate windows in this hotel, allegedly. Nobody heard anything going off. Nobody heard breaching charges blowing out. Give me a break. Give me a break. And then you got helicopters on the record in the area at the exact same time as the shooting on radar, and you have them on video circling around Mandalay Bay, and you have muzzle flashes coming out of the helicopter. Okay, now we got some accurate information that happened. The entire aspect of what happened with Vegas was designed to do two things. It was designed to get ATF 
on the bump fire stock so they could start registering and classifying accessories as machine guns. It opened the door, and it allowed ATF for the first time in history to rewrite the definition of the 1934 machine gun definition. Rewrote it. Rewrote it almost 100 years later. And then what it did also, the Hearing Safe Act, suppressors were about to get pulled off the NFA registry, meaning you weren't going to have to go in and pay a tax stamp and do a 12-month-long background check to get a suppressor, which you should never had to in the first place. It's an accessory. Again, it's like saying you have to get a background check to change the muffler on your car. That's literally what it is. And that bill was literally within days of getting passed by the Senate because they already said, we're greenlighting it. We're greenlighting it. It's good to go. Trump had already greenlighted it. They were going to pull for the first time in 19, since 1934, they were going to pull an item off the NFA registry, meaning the entire NFA system was going to be open. And you could actually go in at this point now and try to fight in court to pull everything and to dissolve the NFA and the ATF and everything else. That is what whole aspect of the shooting in Las Vegas, if you guys wanted to know. <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is interesting. As Remember, I told you guys a couple days ago, we saw the CDC had already reported 3,150 people who were vaccinated with COVID became unable to perform normal daily tasks. Now, we can't get any more information since December 18th. Apparently, they're withholding all the information on that now, ironically enough. And what's also interesting is the World Health Organization has now deleted and rewritten their definition of herd immunity on their website. This is very strange. I mean, this is this goes right along with the COVID fishy mess we've seen now. The World Health Organization, for reasons unknown, has suddenly changed its definition of herd immunity. Now, I mean, this goes back all the way, I mean, you know, ninth grade cell biology for 80 years, pretty much, the discussion of herd immunity. It's pretty much been one of the same things. And what it said on their website, They've screenshotted and archived at archive.org. Said, what is herd immunity? This is on WHO website. This was, was on WHO's website. Herd immunity is the indirect protection from infectious disease that happens when a populace is immune, either through a vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. This means that even people who haven't been infected or whom an infection hasn't triggered an immune response are protected because people around them are immune, can act as a buffer between them and an infected person. All right, that's fair enough. I mean, that's 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 a pretty accurate definition of herd immunity. Well, it's ironic now. They completely deleted it. And if you go on their website now, it says, what is herd immunity? Herd immunity is known as population immunity and is a concept used for vaccination in which a populace can be protected from a certain virus if a threshold of vaccination is reached. Vaccines train your immune system to develop antibodies, and vaccines work without making you sick. Vaccinated people are protected from getting the disease in question. As more people in the community get vaccinated, fewer people remain vulnerable. This is called herd immunity. What? What? You can't even try to act like that is accurate under any circumstances. There's one big, giant vaccine propaganda push, and it goes right back to what Dad said earlier. If you put enough propaganda out there, it's like Goebbels said, if you make the lie big enough, if you make the lie exaggerated enough, and if you keep telling the lie over and over and over and over and over again, eventually, guaranteed 100%, 
a large percentage of the populace will start to believe you. Even if the lie is so ridiculous and outlandish, people will believe you because you said it enough times and it's a big enough lie. That is exactly what we're seeing now. There are there viruses out there? Yes. Do people get sick and die from viruses? Absolutely. Do we have a new mutated virus like we talked about earlier in South Africa or England? I don't know. Maybe we do. It's ironic to me that we haven't had one single mutation with this virus and now all of a sudden people start getting this jab three weeks ago. Boom. All of a sudden this mutant virus in UK. Oh, now all of a sudden this mutant virus in South Africa. We're going to see a mutant virus here in the United States very shortly. Yeah, we probably are, or at least there's going to be claims of it. So again, my friends, continue to get the information out there. If we have something start happening and the ATF starts going in and trying to raid individuals, it is going to be the exact reason we have the Second Amendment. <laughs> it is going to be our responsibility as American patriots to support and defend our friends and neighbors. Always remember that. There are way more individuals in this country that are law-abiding citizens that own guns than there are any entire amount of federal agents put together. The American Constitution has to be preserved. We have to continue to get the truth and continue to support our rights as a constitutional republic, Dad. Uh, you know, Austin, the, the whole key is, now listen to me, everybody, it's really important. Know your sheriff. Listen to me, this is so important. Know your sheriff. I told Austin yeah. last night, we happen to live in the best state with the best sheriff in the country. That's my opinion. And that's with, you know, DeSantis and Grady Judd as sheriff. Because what you don't want to have happen is that these government agencies come in and call the sheriff's department in for backup, and you have 40 cars show up at your house, and everybody pulls weapons on you, and there's a siege. You don't want that because you're not going to survive it. Let me just let you have the heads up on that. Be really careful where you live. Be very, very careful. And make sure you know your sheriff and do the best you possibly can at all times, all places, all ways to obey the laws of your county and your local municipality. That's really, really, really important because if you don't, it gives these guys the opportunity to send in large amounts of people, including SWAT teams, to basically persuade you to listen. So, guys, be very, very careful and follow your local laws. I can't say that any more clearly. By the way, five questions Fauci and the, and the FDA need to answer on Pfizer and Moderna covid Vaccines. Here we go. Why didn't the FDA's Center for Biological Evaluation and Research require Moderna and Pfizer to conduct immunology testing on their COVID vaccines for anti-drug antibodies as recommended in the agency's own guidelines for drug development during clinical trials? That's a really good question because you can have all kinds of immune responses which can actually kill you with cytokine storms, but there wasn't any testing. Number two, why does the FDA seem surprised by the recent reports of life-threatening anaphylactic reactions after the agency approved emergency use of mRNA COVID vaccines that contain polyethylene glycol, which causes anaphylactic shock? I mean, Gosh, guys, I mean, they're approving a vaccine that contains a product that causes this. Number three, why did FDA officials not acknowledge the valid and scientifically supported concerns regarding the use of PEG in COVID-19 vaccines when CHD first notified them in December, despite the fact that the letter sent to the FDA requested a timely review of critical concerns? Basically, they were ignored. Guys, it's so important to understand What's going on with this COVID? They don't care about preventing you from having COVID. It's about getting you to take vaccines, which are going to be used for eugenics purposes. 
That's what it burns, boils back down to it. It's what it always has been. It's always about eugenics by reducing the population of the planet, subjecting the material. Number five, will the FDA and the NIAID now require mRNA vaccine manufacturers to conduct assessments of the immunogenicity of the glycol and all the other chemicals like pegylated lipid nanoparticles used in their COVID vaccines? And will they also consider pre-screening of all recipients for the presence in teeters of anti-PEG antibodies, which again can cause horrible, horrible drug side effects and reactions. So the question of all of this is probably no, they're probably not going to do any of this stuff. Why? Because they should have done it to start with. Now also another question. Let's look at the wireless. New report on Havana syndrome. This is when they hit them with frequency weapons. And Palm Coast now is keeping a 5G tower at bay. Why would they do that? Well, it's because they don't want the Havana syndrome close to these high, how should I say, high net worth individuals' homes. This month, the National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine issued a consensus report, an assessment of illness in U.S. government employees and their families at overseas embassies to advise the U.S. State Department about unexplained health effects experienced by government employees and their families at overseas embassies. Here's the background. In 2016, diplomatic personnel in Havana, Cuba, reported developing symptoms including ear pain, head pressure, dizziness, tinnitus, visual problems, and cognitive difficulty. Diplomats from Guangzhou, China, reported similar syndromes in early 2017. After getting no response from the U.S. government, those affected approached the scientists, and it was linked back to weapons, to energy weapons that were being used and directed at these individuals. Really important that we understand that 5G is that bad. Also, DOJ is suing Walmart for allegedly fueling the opioid crisis. I guess they need some more money. The retail chain faces billions of dollars in penalties from a lawsuit filed yesterday by DOJ. But, you know, Mary Holland says that because the action holds no individuals liable for criminal behavior, it is unlikely to have much of a long-term impact. Wait a minute. So doctors subscribe opiates, and the prescriptions are filled in Walmart, so now Walmart's being sued. Now, why would that happen? Well, it's very simple, because they don't want Walmart to carry the opiates. Why? Why can't you have a painkiller sold to you at Walmart? Because they want you to go to the black, mark ver- black market version of this painkiller on the street. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry, but this is what's going on. We have 60 million people using opiates right now in the United States, and the CIA needs to boost their sales through the illegal variants of these particular drugs that are being sold on the street and now they're suing Walmart for carrying these drugs that were written to individuals via prescriptions. This is insanity. Also, the FDA ignores a law when approving chemical food additives and putting kids at risk. Investigation reveals the FDA's failure to account for the cumulative effect of chemicals on public health, particularly for communities already facing significant health and socioeconomic disparities and for children who are uniquely susceptible to dietary exposures from multiple chemicals. Now, what they're talking about is all these different chemicals that cause immune, endocrine, and nervous system disruption that are being openly approved by the Food and Drug Administration without even considering the effects on the general public causing all types of health issues in children and in adults, but yet they think it's okay. What a mess. Guys, have a wonderful Christmas. We've got to pray for you guys this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. 
I love you guys. Remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We've got a great show scheduled for tomorrow. You guys are going to absolutely love us. One of the best of all time. Please listen tomorrow if you've got time with your family. I appreciate you guys. Merry Christmas, Austin. Finish it up, and we'll talk to you on Monday live. Yes, and thank you so much again for just all the positive emails. And enjoy your time with your family. Don't allow these creeps that are trying to be Grinches, I guess you could say, the big Grinch trying to ruin Christmas. Enjoy your family. Have people over. Be merry. Enjoy the life we have. Because, you know, near future, we may be having to do some things and we're called upon to basically defend our country. I don't know if and I don't know when, but I do know that you have to enjoy every moment you have and enjoy your family. We really appreciate all the support we get from our Health Masters family. If you need anything at all, feel free to give us a call or email us. We obviously will be closed tomorrow, and uh, but we'll still be back up normal operations Monday. So if you guys need to call us next week, be sure to give us a call. The website's up 24-7. We'll, we have lots of specials going on, as always. The Ultimate Multiple Capsules, one product of the week, if you guys saw that. That's probably one of the most popular products we have. Super cost-effective daily multivitamin with very, very high doses of bioactive nutrients and supplements in that vitamin. So again, thank you for the support. Be sure if you need anything, let us know. And again, I just encourage everybody, enjoy life. Stay alert. Stay frosty. Continue to be prepared. We can still have the food buckets in stock if you want those. We have the meat buckets in stock if you need any of those. If not, stock up on some beans and rice. Have some backup to ability to be self-sufficient if you need to. It's so, so important. Thank you, my friends. Have a merry, merry Christmas. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you again Monday on this show right here. 